The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The following sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision. Time now for Eat Right with Laura. Here's Dr. Laura Rocco's. Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Laura Rocco's, and I am the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle intervention strategy for disease prevention and health maintenance. If you'd like to learn more about me or what I do at my practice, uh, you can learn all of that on my website at www.eaglerock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K dot com. E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K dot com. So I'm going to start the show tonight with a shout out to the aunts. Uh, shout out to Aunt Dorothy, Aunt Deanna, and Aunt Rosie, who are all nonagenarians and the pillars of, our, of my family. So just hello to them. I also have to give a shout out to Jonathan Friedman, who runs the Talking Sports Show here on Thursday night. So thank you for the note and your vote of confidence. And if anyone else at the station needs some health guidance, well, you all know where to find me. And finally, a shout out to my son. We call him the G-Man and um, to his track team at Union Catholic for a really good race today. And I hope that you all were very good sportsmen tonight. Um, so the show tonight is on inflammation and immunity. I call this fighting inflammation and boosting immunity. And if you hear anything that I say tonight and you'd like to chime in or if you have a question for me, the call-in number is 973 973- 267-WMTR. That's 973-267-9687. So where does it all begin? You know, I've been talking for weeks now about the importance of, of taking care of your gut. When you have a healthy gut, you know, everything in your brain is going to work right, and you'll have a healthy immune system. Your immune system gets stronger or worse, uh, shortly after birth. So you can either be born with a weak immune system that gets stronger as you get older, or you could be born with a strong immune system that gets weaker as you get older. And the consequences for a weakening immune system are profound. So I'm going to talk about, I'm going to tie in all these last couple of weeks with gut, brain immune system all right and it all starts at the beginning you know we enjoy as humans we enjoy a long seemingly healthy life and the reason why we have such longevity is really because of three simple inventions uh the first is antiseptics so clorox has done wonders to prolong our lives The second thing is antibiotics that kill pathogenic bacteria. And then vaccines that have prevented us from dying from from viral infections. And because we're just, we live in such a cleanly environment, we're just exposed to fewer bacteria and other disease-causing microbes. So this hygiene hypothesis had, has had, had a profound impact on, on our immune system because we just don't have to work as hard anymore to stay alive. 
you know, back in the, you know, 18th century and before, even early 19th century, you know, our, you know, our biggest, our, our biggest, um, problem was infectious disease. Well, that's not really the common killer anymore. The common killer really is inflammatory diseases. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So again, your immune system is predicated by all of the bacteria that live in you and on you. We are just walking vessels for those microbes most of which are bacteria. There are some other things, but about 90% of the microbes that live in you and on you are bacteria, and that is called your microbiome. And you and your parents or whoever is taking care of you need to take care of that microbiome because when you don't, you will suffer the consequences of inflammation and the kinds of inflammatory diseases that you will be affected by are silent killers. So what does that mean? There's two kinds of inflammation. There's classical inflammation, which can be due to a microbial infection or an injury, you know, like a car accident. You know, that's classical inflammation that actually hurts. All right. But In today's society, we suffer from inflammatory conditions that cause a silent inflammation. We don't really feel it. I know that you're not feeling well. I know that you're not feeling perfect. But it's so subtle that you just seem to ignore it. All right, so, you know, and a lot of this is caused by, you know, our food abundance you know, eating too much processed food that causes the accumulation of fat in our bodies. And that fat secretes a lot of bad things. The fat cells make a lot of inflammatory mediators so subtly. You know they're there. You're not feeling quite right. You're not really feeling your best. but you do, And you don't even know it. All right, and what are the diseases that are associated with silent inflammation? Well, that's obesity, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, the number one killer in the United States, cancer, which of course does hurt as it progresses, but neurological diseases like Alzheimer's disease, um, asthma and allergies, and any disease that ends in the term itis. So if you're suffering from any one of these diseases, feel free to call in tonight. Pick my brain. The call-in number is 973-267-WMTR. All right. So I kind of ended on that asthma and allergy. Uh, and I want you to understand that there are lots of inflammatory diseases that are related to allergy, which includes so allergy you could live with, but that can progress to asthma. All right. And other things that are in this in this family that include rheumatoid arthritis, that includes multiple sclerosis. That includes psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. 
that includes inflammatory bowel diseases, right, like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. It also includes that leaky gut that I've been talking about. When you don't have the right bacteria taking care of you, taking care of your gut, the cells in your gut are not going to proliferate nicely. Lots of bad things that cause inflammation are going to get into your bloodstream and wreak all kinds of havoc. Um, Something else that uh, someone called me early on in my evolution as a nutritionist is Sjogren's disease, which causes inflammation, but um, in the eye. So, uh, among among other things, dry eye, among other other symptoms of Sjogren's, and then also a condition that I never anticipated seeing this this much of but lupus which is also an autoimmune condition so all of these inflammatory diseases related to allergy so if you don't really get on top of your allergy you can eventually suffer from any one of these conditions and what are what is one of so in addition to our obsession with hygiene, uh, what is something else that is a key contributor of silent inflammation? Well, it's this perfect nutritional storm that we have had since at least the 60s or before, and that is increased consumption of processed carbohydrates that are missing too many of their nutrients Increased consumption of processed foods that are prepared with trans fats. When we do that, because trans fats give food a longer shelf life. And increased consumption of foods that are high in saturated fat, like animal foods, right? And because we have such greater access to these processed foods and animal foods, we're eating less of the foods that can actually reduce inflammation. So there's less consumption of fish, fish and nuts and seeds and, you know, and, and unfettered, uh, other like, Hormone-free and antibiotic-free animal proteins like eggs and, you know, and the cheeses that theoretically should be coming from grass-fed cows but are not, right? And so some of the things that the eggs and the fish and the nuts and the seeds and some of our other plant-based foods like Brussels sprouts, I'm always giving my patients recipes for Brussels sprouts, what do they have? They have something called omega-3 fatty acids. It's a kind of healthy fat that's known to reduce inflammation. So why is our diet like that? Well, because we flipped our food pyramid and decided that we needed to get rid of fat, so getting rid of all fat, which includes some of that healthy fat that has the omega-3 fatty acids, and we put grains and starches on the bottom. All right, we taught the farmers how to make grains in abundance so that we could eat more of them because theoretically we thought inaccurately at the time that if we got rid of the fat, we can get a better handle on the 
early stages of weight gain that we were seeing in the 60s and 70s. Um, and I would like to share with you that one, my professor that I got my PhD with, Dr. Lachance, way back then, he correctly predicted that if we put carbohydrates on the bottom of the food pyramid that we would see an explosion in obesity. And he was absolutely correct. Uh, putting carbohydrates on the bottom of the food pyramid not only promoted obesity, but it also contributed to this silent inflammation that enabled pharmaceutical companies to grow so large and become these billion-dollar entities by profiting from drugs that are used to treat silent inflammation, drugs that are used to to treat cardiovascular disease and diabetes. Didn't make too much process treatment progress, you know, treating obesity, but most of our billion dollar drugs today are used to treat uh, atherosclerosis, high blood pressure, and diabetes. So uh, I see we have a caller on line one, so I'm going to take that call. Uh, MK, do we have a caller on line one? I guess not. I'll wait for that light to to blink again. All right, so what is eating all these kinds of food doing to the American diet? We're eating less of the good fat, less of omega-3 fatty acids, and because we are stellar farmers now and can grow just about anything in abundance, right, we're eating more omega-6 fatty acids, which do have some anti-inflammatory process uh, properties like the omega-3s, but also the omega-6s can promote inflammation as well. Okay, uh, welcome to Eat Right with Laura. Can I answer your question? Uh, no, I was just calling in to listen. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for calling. Stay. Uh, you can stay on the line and share your contact information with MK if you'd like. But thanks for calling in. All right. So, so what have we? You know, what kind of solutions were created? What kind of solutions did we create to treat the number one killer, the cardiovascular disease? All right. So we created, you know, immunosuppressive drugs. We created lots of drugs to, to treat all kinds of heart ailments. And we created some anti-inflammatory drugs, right, which have which we know now know cause profound irritation of the gut. They damage your gut and create an inhospitable environment for the healthy bacteria. And we know this to be true. Um, in my experience as a pharmacologist and a toxicologist, I know that we use some of these anti-inflammatory drugs as a control compound to actually look for GI irritation, get an irritation of the gastrointestinal tract. So we know that uh, these, you know, medicines that are used to reduce the inflammation can damage the the gastrointestinal tract and really have a ultimately reduce our 
immune system, the strength of our immune system by damaging our gut. So what do we have to do to turn this around? How can we reverse inflammation? Well, the same way. The inflammation was caused by the diet. We can reverse inflammation by changing the diet again. We need to learn how to eat fewer carbohydrates, eat less animal protein, and eat more fruits and vegetables. And if you go to my website, eaglerock.com, E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com, if you go to my website and you go to my Pinterest page, you go to the, the healthy recipes and just about Every single recipe is a plant-based recipe. Uh, thanks to all of my friends on Facebook that have shared some spectacular things. All right. So one of the pioneers of an anti-inflammatory diet is Barry Sears. Um, and he altered the food pyramid to put vegetables on the bottom. All right, so that you're eating way more vegetables than you're accustomed to eating, followed by fruit, followed by low-fat protein, followed by healthy fat, and then putting the carbs back where they belong, the processed carbs back where they belong at the tippy top. All right, and... um That strategy might be a little bit difficult to follow, but if you are suffering from profound inflammatory disease, you might want to follow his strategy. Look him up, Dr. Barry Sears. All right, so what are the tenets of my anti-inflammatory diet? So this week, somebody said, you know, a friend of theirs um, had a surgical procedure. They lost their spleen. When you lose your spleen, it happens when you have injury um, or maybe if you just have a really bad infection. So when you lose your spleen, uh, you are going to have a very compromised immune system. So if you want to try a dietary strategy to uh, build back some of that immunity, you can do it through your diet. All right, so I always highly recommend consumption of foods that are high in omega-3 fatty acids. So get back to the healthy foods that we used to be eating. So where do you get omega-3 fatty acids from? You get them from cold water fish like salmon, sardines, herring, mackerel, things like that. Um, If you purchase an omega-3 supplement, usually if it's a uh, fish oil supplement, it comes from sardines and anchovies. But you can also get omega-3 from a vegan-based supplement that's usually algae, right? So algae is basically pond scum, and that's what the fish eat to make the omega-3. So you can look for that. Also, flax seeds and flaxseed oil is very high in omega-3. Leafy green vegetables, uh, uh, walnuts that of all of the seeds are probably the healthiest. So if you're taking notes, just make a note to yourself to get some walnuts. And of course, I want you eating more vegetables, foods that are high in antioxidants, right? The more color in your vegetables, the better. So yellow and orange and red. And thank you to to my friend Adam who brought me hordes of beautiful yellow tomatoes and yellow peppers. It was just great this this summer. Um, eat some dark leafy greens. Um, if you come to visit me at my office, the first thing you'll notice is my garden right in the office that is full of leafy green vegetables. Um, want you to eat more citrus fruits and apples can't say enough good things about apples which are also high in fiber that you need um tea 
tea is more plant-based, even more plant-based than coffee. One of these days we'll do a show on coffee. But today I'm going to talk about the benefits of black and green teas. And then uh, garlic and onions, which I mentioned last week as being um, prebiotic foods. Uh, these are foods that are good for the good bacteria that live in your gut. If you're trying to promote the growth of these good bacteria that are going to take care of you. You want to eat leafy greens, oats to get your fiber, and garlic and onions. All right. Uh, some other foods that are high in fiber that you need to support your immune system are sprouted grain breads like Ezekiel bread. I also like pears. So apple and pears have tons of high fiber. And then uh, if you're in real dire straits, you might be want you might want to eat like uh, bran bran cereals for breakfast in the morning. Now the other thing that's very anti-inflammatory. All right, and also good for the bacteria that live in your gut and prevent the growth of the bad bacteria, the pathogenic bacteria, are spices. And we really need to embrace the use of all kinds of spices. So I've got some interesting things growing in the garden in the office. But just some things that I highly recommend are ginger. Put that in your green juice in the morning. Rosemary, which is a veritable superfood spice. Uh, turmeric, also superfood, has so many health benefits. Oregano. Cayenne pepper, if you're not sensitive to spicy things. Um, I put some cayenne pepper in some of my uh, curry dishes. Uh, cloves, which actually tastes good if you make a homemade ice cream. And nutmeg. All right. And then uh, if you need even more detail than that, come by Eagle Rock Nutrition. Give me a call. And we'll talk about some of the other herbal remedies that I have in my, in, in, in my box of goodies. Now, I'm also going to remind you. All right, if we're going to be working on reducing inflammation, what are some of the things that you should be avoiding? All right, so you need to avoid, you know, this overconsumption of omega-6. So let me just explain something to you. You know, in general, you know, the polyunsaturated fatty acids that you all know about, in general, the polyunsaturated fatty acids are good for you because they don't tend to clog your arteries. Because they're polyunsaturated, they actually have these little, like, kinks in them, right, that don't clog your arteries. However, there are some subcategories that we just have overconsumed in the past couple of de decades and the overconsumption of these kinds of polyunsaturated fatty acids have contributed to you know the the health the the heart disease that we're seeing so these omega-6 fatty acids are found in red meats and dairy products in trans fats and, you know, partially hydrogenated oils. Uh, I'll talk, I'll describe a trans fat in a minute. But also in, in corn oil, cottonseed oil, grapeseed oil, peanut oil, safflower oils, all these oils, soybean oil, sunflower oil, very high in omega-6 and anything with a long shelf life. So that's basically what a trans fat does. All right. Trans fats, for the most part, are artificially created. They are artificially created from good fats that have kinks in them, all right? So they're created from polyunsaturated fatty acids that are liquids at room temperature. 
they don't turn into solids. But what we do to these good fats, this is crazy, right? We hydrogenate them. We treat them with hydrogen under high pressure, which changes the way the kinks look so that the they they can stack on top of each other so you go from something that's that has a bend to basically something that's straight and now the things that are straight the fats that are straight can stack on top of each other like legos and when they stack on top of each other that makes them solid so that's how we get shortening and we cook a lot with shortening don't don't we especially in the baking industry that's what shortening is it's hydrogenated vegetable oil and that's why it's solid at room temperature so it's solid at room temperature it's going to be solid inside your body and is that what you want something very amenable to clogging your arteries uh, the other thing that I want you to avoid are foods that are high in simple carbohydrates. So what do we do again? So just like, you know, the art of creating a trans fat, all right, in the process of creating processed foods that we put in packages, we basically take grains that have great things in them, grains that have a nice bran on the outer layer that has the fiber and has a germ in the center where all the, the, the phytonutrients nutrients are and the antioxidants are so we get rid of the bran and we get rid of the germ and all we're left with is the center of the grain which is basically your white flour and white flour is nothing more than gluten and carbohydrates so gluten is a protein that we put in lots of baked goods because it traps moisture and air to make them more palatable. And because it makes baked goods more palatable, we eat more of them. So basically, in the last couple of decades, we've like overdosed on gluten which has also greatly contributed to this leaky gut that we're suffering from all right so where are these simple carbohydrates these processed carbohydrates found mostly in that's like your white bread and bagels and english muffins and instant rice and um some of the cereals that we're eating but because bakers love gluten so much, we put them in foods that really aren't even known to be high in gluten. So, like, for example, like rye bread. So rye, as my students have learned, does not really have um, a lot of gluten. But you will find lots of rye bread in the bread aisle that actually has a ton of gluten in it because it makes it soft. T typically, rye bread is really hard and dense. But we add the gluten to it, and then it makes it soft and fluffy just like white bread so it has the consistency of white bread with the color and the taste of rye bread so that's just an, an you know a really good example of how we've adulterated the food chain with you know gluten that we don't need so in the process of eating all these simple carbohydrates right these simple carbohydrates have a very high glycemic index which means that because they're simple it doesn't take a lot of effort to digest them so as soon as we eat them they tend to raise our blood sugar and if it raises our blood sugar it's going to uh promote the production of insulin from our pancreas all right and insulin is a hormone that is good 
and it's bad. It's a hormone that takes the glucose out of the blood and bring, helps us to bring it to our muscles so that we're strong and to our brain so that we can think. But it's also a hormone that promotes fat storage. And why does it do this? Well, we've only had food abundance for like the last 60, 70 years. Prior to that, we've only had famine. So our bodies are well equipped for famine. And one of the mechanisms that we use to survive a famine is to use insulin to get our bodies to store fat. Fat is our storage form of energy so that we have have energy when we don't have food. Right, And then some other things that are likely to um, trigger an inflammation, uh, you may be sensitive to certain things. So uh, it could be, you know, so our food allergies, so the food allergens. So the four most common food allergens, number one, are peanuts. Uh, peanuts have aflatoxin, and some people are very sensitive to the aflatoxin. Some people are not. Dairy is the second most common food allergen. That can trigger some inflammation. And I have to say that I don't know about whether, you know, is number one peanuts or is number one dairy. Because I would say just about all of my patients are sensitive to dairy. But very few people are complaining about peanuts. Um, I know when my kids are small, a lot of kids in their classrooms had a peanut allergy. But I'm seeing way more dairy intolerance, which could be due either to the lactose or to the dairy proteins that I'm seeing with, with peanuts. Uh, the So the third most common um, food allergen are shellfish. All right, lots of people allergic to shrimp. And the fourth most common food allergen is soybeans. All right, some other things that you may not have considered are obviously wheat. So wheat now, people sensitive to gluten. You could actually have a an allergy to wheat or you can have a sensitivity to gluten. Uh, one of two things. And also egg whites. Egg whites are very inflammatory for some people. Um, so I'm thinking like my, my patients that have inflammatory bowel diseases and especially my patients that have lupus i'll take the egg whites out of their diet so the proteins found in egg whites can be inflammatory for some people so i have a a love-hate relationship with eggs and then finally i'm going to end this half of the show with sensitivity to artificial flavors and colors you got to get the artificial dyes out of your kids diets read your labels and look for anything that says artificial anything flavor color anything all right so when we come back we'll uh talk more about an anti-inflammatory diet and if you heard anything that i said so far please call into the show the call-in number is 973-267-WMTR that's 973-267-9687 Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L. Dr. Laura Rocos at Eagle Rock Nutrition is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health 
and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. Rao also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private health insurance. The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppice and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live or virtual meetings as well as their annual conference, The Power of Connections, scheduled for November 3rd to the 5th at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. This year, in partnership with Theodora Sergio, president of Nicholas Pools and a recognized industry leader, we've created an incredible agenda and lineup of speakers, including Fox 5 News meteorologist Audrey Puente, ABC Sports anchor Laura Benke, editor-in-chief of Bella Media Group, Courtney Hall, and Elizabeth McLaughlin from the Gaia Project for Women's Leadership. Our conference objective is to elevate participants' lives and businesses by empowering them with effective personal and professional development resources. You may register for the Power of Connections conference at our website, ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen.com. Help fight hunger in New Jersey with the WMTR Students Change Hunger Program. Students, parents, and teachers, it's easy to get involved. Head over to WMTRAM.com now and sign up your school. The sixth annual Students Change Hunger Program is running now through Monday, December 11th and benefits the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. Since 2012, the program has raised over 747,000 pounds of donated food, over $169,000 in monetary donations, and has seen participation from over 229 schools in New Jersey. Get your school involved now. Go to WMTRAM.com and click on the link to sign up for Students Change Hunger. You'll be competing against other schools to see who can bring in the most food and together help fight hunger in New Jersey. 1.1 million people in New Jersey are food insecure and 45% don't qualify for any government assistance. Last year, the food bank distributed over 50 million pounds of food. Sign up now at WMTRAM.com. Students Change Hunger is brought to you by King's Food Markets, serving your community since 1936. Broadcasting live from the Hilltop Nissan Studios, Classic Oldies, WMTR Morristown, a Beasley Media Group station. Welcome back to Eat Right with Laura. This is Laura Roccos, and tonight, if you're just joining us, we are talking about inflammation and immunity, and I am just talking about my own best practices for reducing inflammation and building a strong immune system, and this topic definitely covers some of the things that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. Uh, when you are taking care of the bacteria that live in your gut, that part of your microbiome, they will take care of you. All right, so what do you have to do to take care of them? You have to feed them the food that they, that they like to eat. They do not eat processed carbs. They do not eat sugar. All right, the microbes that eat sugar, that's yeast. All right, think about wine, right? When you ferment wine, the yeast ferment the sugar in the grapes, and that's how you get alcohol, 
All right, so you do not want to be ha- eating lots of sugar, all right, especially if you already have a weak microbiome. You don't really have a lot of the good bacteria, and you may have a lot of the bad bacteria, right? So, and, you know, when you have, because I was talking about gluten earlier in the show, just before the break, I was talking about gluten before the break. You know, usually the problem with digestion of gluten is commensurate with a systemic yeast infection. So those two things are not compatible, yeast and gluten. They compete with one another, and the yeast will prevent you from digesting the gluten. All right, so be very careful of your sugar consumption. You want to be eating more fruits and vegetables. How much more? Eight to 13 servings of fruits and vegetables a day. All right, and why do you want to eat so many plant-based foods? Because plants have all kinds of phytochemicals that enable the plant to resist disease, and then you eat the plant, and they help you to resist disease too. And they don't just have like a couple of phytochemicals, 10 or even a 100 or even a thousand. They have tens of thousands of phytochemicals. And when you're eating plants, you're getting teeny tiny amounts of these chemicals that all work together to take care of your bacteria and to take care of you. All right. I also want you to include herbs, which are also plants in your diet. And when you think about this, you know, I, I'm, a pharmacologist. I got my start making drugs, right? And when you think about it, so many of the prescription medicines that we use today actually have their origin in herbs. So some of the examples of drugs that you might recognize include morphine for pain, aspirin, and taxol that we use to treat cancer. These all have their origin in an herb. And some of the other things that you also want to include are spices. Like I I said before, the turmeric, these spices have strong antioxidant properties that protect your DNA and protect your protein from oxidative damage and have anti-inflammatory properties so that you produce fewer chemicals that cause inflammation. All right? So... One of the, one of the products that I actually worked on, spent a lot of time, uh, working on when I was working in the pharmaceutical industry is developing an omega-3 fatty acid, the kind that's found in fish. And the reason why it was such a popular program is because omega-3 fatty acids appear to reduce the inflammation, uh, for so many diseases that include heart disease, that include cancer and depression and attention deficit disorder and multiple sclerosis and Alzheimer's disease and any traumatic brain injury and chronic pain and osteoporosis and skin disorders like psoriasis, uh, helpful in fertility and also promote helpful in weight loss. So all of these things. So omega-3 fatty acids have so many published clinical health benefits. And there is this really interesting article that's published uh, in a medical journal, all right, that shows that 
regular consumption of omega-3 fatty acids are more effective than even statins that we use to lower cholesterol. So regular consumption of fish oil has a greater impact on just about every disease and especially cardiac diseases. So lots of benefits there. I always tell my, I always share this anecdote with my patients that, um, the, the physician who they use to retain to treat the, the miners in Chile. Remember the Chilean coal mining accident where the mine imploded in Chile and the miners were trapped and they finally got, you know, built this ingenious device to rescue all of them. Well, the doctor that was retained to treat all the miners and all of them were rescued. The only thing he did for them was to give them mega doses of omega three fatty acids to reduce all of that inflammation so if you come to see me i will tell you precisely uh, how much you probably need depending on what you're suffering from so i am all over omega-3s when i was working in the pharmaceutical industry that was one of my biggest programs sucked the lifeblood out of me and all the people that were working with me i'm not really even sure where their program stands but the whole time that we're trying to develop an artificial omega-3, I'm thinking, why don't we just take the omega-3, take the fish oil, take the flaxseed, take the algae, right? And it will serve you very well. So in the process of learning about all these omega-3 fatty acids, I stumbled upon in the textbook that I use to teach my nutrigenomics course, something that's also derived from fish oil, and that is called resolvins. All right, resolvins are really interesting. So the fish oil is used to lower the inflammation of whatever is ailing you. But once that inflammation has subsided, it's up to your body to promote the healing. So how does your body promote healing after the inflammation has subsided? Your body makes what's called resolvins. All right, and resolvins promote healing. So for example, from like a, a surgical procedure or even, you know, an inflammatory condition. All right, resolvins are found in fish oil, really effective in promoting healing, wound recovery. I really like to prescribe them to my patients suffering from inflammatory bowel diseases like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis so resolving so make a note of that because i am really all over them and even you know for my former colleagues who are still doing drug discovery i've been sending them journal articles that are some pretty interesting articles with lots of uh really compelling preclinical data validation to boost the the my confidence in the efficacy of taking resolvins. So that's something that I might prescribe to you if you come to me and you're suffering from an inflammatory condition. Um, something else that I'm all over that's just so easy is vitamin D3. All right, vitamin D3 not only is a vitamin that you need to have 
healthy bones, but you also need to take vitamin D3 to support your immune system. Most of us, I would say 95% of my patients have very low levels. Everyone brings me their blood work. Everyone shows me that their levels of vitamin D3 are low. All right, you really need, if you're not going to be out in the sun and, you know, winter is coming, so not not much good that sun is going to do if you're living in the northeast. So if you're not spending your day outside getting some D3 from the sun, which shines onto your skin, you have to have exposed skin. The sun shines onto your skin and converts a cholesterol-like intermediate into vitamin D3 through your liver and your kidneys. So you have to have healthy liver and kidneys for that to happen. If you're not going to do that, you need to get it from a dietary source. There are very few dietary sources that have vitamin D3. We add it to milk because cows do not make vitamin D3. Um, the fish have it. So if you're, uh, if you're an, you know, if you eat fish, you'll get D3 from the fish. The fish swim in the ocean and the sun shines down onto the fish as they're swimming and they make D3 and then you eat the fish and get D3 from them. But if you're a vegan, obviously you're probably going to be deficient in D3. So you will need to get it from a supplement. But please see me so I can recommend an appropriate dose for you. Because believe it or not, D3 is also one of the few vitamins that can be toxic at high levels. So in the process of helping you to absorb calcium from your diet so that you have strong bones, if your levels of D3 are too high, you could absorb too much calcium and be prone to to calcification in your soft tissues, which presents as, you know, kidney stones. And I do have a lot of patients that have kidney stones. All right, so I talked about the omega-3. I talked about resolvins. I talked about D3. Last week, I talked about the kinds of foods that you need to have in your diet to promote the growth of the good bacteria in your gut so that you will have a strong immune system. These kinds of foods are called prebiotics, which are basically carbohydrates that you don't digest the bacteria in your gut digest them for you, all right, and help them to proliferate. So these prebiotic foods are like oats, artichokes, leafy greens, asparagus, garlic. I loved eating all that garlic from my friend's uh, garden this summer. Loved having fresh garlic. Also found in in legumes, beans. Um, So hopefully you can uh, digest beans. And um, just because if you're not eating these prebiotic foods, if you're not feeding the good bacteria that live in your gut, all right, they're going to try to save themselves. And in a last act of desperation, they will start eating you. And that's how we end up having a very poor digestive system because that mucosal lining that protects your gut kind of goes to pieces. So to always remind my patients to eat leafy greens, that's why I have the garden in the office. Just about everyone at one time or another will leave the office with a shopping bag full of leafy greens that I hope you eat as soon as you get home. All right. There's so many good things in leafy greens. All right. Now the other, the other, my other soapbox is 
you know, the health benefits of a Mediterranean diet. So earlier in the show, I talked about, you know, the diet that the zone, zone diet. I actually didn't say the name, but Barry Sears has this zone diet that he uses. Uh, I use a, ver- a variation of that, a Mediterranean diet, which if you know, people that live in Mediterranean communities in Italy and Turkey and Greece, they suffer from the fewest diseases and they live the longest. And this is a dietary strategy that has been clinically proven to promote health benefits. And the reason why it's so healthy is because one... The bottom of the pyramid doesn't even have food on it. It's social activity and exercise. It's dancing, using your brain, you know, talking to people, just getting outside and moving. The middle of the pyramid is just loaded with fruits and vegetables and foods that are high in omega-3 fatty acids. So you can get omegas and plant-based foods. You can also get them from nuts and seeds. It's also in your fish. People that live in Mediterranean communities eat fish at least two or three times a week. The Mediterraneans eat red meat very sparingly, if at all, maybe once a week. Probably one of the reasons why vegetarians that are very aware of their diet live longer than meat eaters. They eat very few uh, high-fat foods, uh, poultry uh, and cheeses. What they do eat are are the kinds of foods that have a lot of bacteria in them. So they eat soft cheeses and ripened cheeses, you know, all those gooey cheeses and, you know, blue cheeses, you know, and fresh homemade cheeses and yogurt that's very high in probiotics. All right. And if you're not, um, if you don't, eat dairy, then you can get non-dairy yogurts or soy-based yogurt to get those nice probiotics into your diet. And also, people that live in Mediterranean communities drink red wine, very high in antioxidants. One of the antioxidants is resveratrol. Uh, you, if so, if you're a female, you should be drinking one glass of red wine a day. Males should be drinking two glasses of red wine a day. And if you don't drink alcohol, then don't start. Uh, some of the other um, things that I might promote, if you come to Eagle Rock, you know, go on the website, eaglerock.com, make an appointment. If you're suffering from an inflammatory condition, I might prescribe something called a medical food that is just full of anti-inflammatory ingredients, such as proteins that are very easy to digest, that turmeric that I was telling you about, ginger, rosemary, uh, something called glutamine, which promotes the proliferation of the epithelial cells that line your gut so that you have a nice uh, intestinal mucosa to support you. Uh, Medical foods that are, you know, fortified with vitamins and minerals. And something that I learned about a couple of years ago that one of my colleagues from the pharmaceutical industry now works on are spent beer hops. So believe it or not, this is for my my colleagues who are pharmacologists, spent beer hops are high in something called selective 
kinase response modulators, which probably means nothing to most of my listeners. But if you're one of my colleagues, you might be look, listening, you know, with a suspicious eye, like, is there really a such thing as a selective kinase response modulator? Well, I had the very same question when I first found out about these. So I asked a lot of questions. And yes, there are. And these spent beer hops are very good at reducing inflammation. Um, some of the other ingredients and in some, some, some of my medical foods that I use to promote to treat leaky gut. So that leaky gut, that is the probably the key cause of all kinds of cognitive issues, uh, including drug addiction, which I'd like to go back to that topic. So leaky gut goes hand in hand with drug addiction. So just remember that. So some of these medical foods that I use to treat that are high in things like zinc, which are also good for restoring that mucosal lining, also high in omega-3 fatty acids, uh, things from like coconut oil, medium, medium, chain triglycerides which have lots of uh health benefits uh Lots of vitamins, B12 and folate that you you need when you suffer from leaky gut. Uh, again, like what I talked about before with the other medical foods, some glutamine and prebiotic fibers. Medical foods that are rich in prebiotic fibers to feed the good bacteria in your gut. Uh, also, if you have leaky gut, I might pull back on the soy, uh, just making sure that you're not allergic to soy and certainly I'll be pulling back or eliminating gluten now there are some other things so I am not only am I a nutritionist I am a health coach I am a fitness instructor so here are some other things that can boost your immune system which are probably why the ants have lived such a long rich life you know so breathing from your belly so this is something that i do in my restorative yoga classes we do what is that called that breath of fiber fire breath of fire <laughs> so i've got fiber on the brain um, so I'm certainly not a yoga master in any way, but I love taking yoga. Been doing it for, for many, many years now. Love doing deep breathing exercises. Take a short walk. It doesn't have to be long. You know, get up. Sitting is the new smoking. Get up from that chair. Uh, better yet, ask your boss for a standing desk. All right? And when you get tired of standing, go for a short walk. Ten minutes, that's all you need, but you need to have multiple ten-minute uh, walks. All right. That's something that I love to do. Short bursts of exercise. So high intensity, but only 10 minutes. So run up a few flights of stairs, do several sets of push-ups. Uh, I did that burpee challenge, do three sets of 10 burpees, 10 days in, in a row. It was remarkable. It really had a tremendous benefit, you know, that I saw personally uh do some like sit-ups stomach crunches which i did uh this morning at the just pump it class with our one of our favorite instructors ruben or just do housework you'd be surprised how much effort housework can be especially a vacuum if you have a heavy vacuum that definitely counts 
All right. Some other good things that are good for your immune system are, you know, the relaxation that you get from listening to music that you like. Some people like to listen to soft music. Some people like to listen to loud, upbeat music. But if it's music that you like, it can, you know, build your immune system. Singing, if you like to sing in the shower, have at it. If you like to dance, that's why all these people that take Zumba, really nice, strong immune system. Um, some other things that you can do are meditate. We had a guided meditation at Eagle Rock Nutrition a few weeks ago, um, and we loved it. We learned so many great things to um, self, self-soothing self things. Um, you can go to the movies, and I totally plan to start going to the mo- movies in the middle of the day. The next time I have a two-hour window in the middle of the day, I don't care who's with me, who's not with me. I'm going to the movies. Uh, also at Eagle Rock, we did a coloring night. We need to do a coloring night again. Coloring, I love, you know, pick up some crayons and color a pretty picture. I even keep, like, colored pens, markers, and crayons and interesting coloring books in the office that I leave out for my patients. And then, uh, finally, the last thing is, you know, laugh. You know, that's why I love watching funny TV programs. You know, not a lot to laugh about this week, but really, you know, step back from all the minutia that's going on this week and laugh. Uh, get together with a friend. Uh, take a stand-up comedy class so that you can learn how to tell a good joke and get your friends to laugh with you. So uh, I'm going to... I'm going to end the show by reminding everybody to, uh, if you're in, in the uh, Union County area, take my cardio aqua class on Thursday mornings at the Rawway YMCA. I teach cardio aqua. I have a great following at that class. It's a great class. So it's cardio, so I really get your heart beating. All right, Thursday nights at the Union YMCA, I am teaching a standing chair class. So I have a good following with cardio aqua, but I have a fledgling following with the standing chair class. So this class is really good if you need to improve your balance and your mobility and you just need some basic strength all right it's a great class it's fun easy and i give you lots of suggestions on how to get your brain working for you and if you want to learn more about me uh, you can go onto my website, eaglerock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. And if you look on the right-hand side of the page, you'll see icons to all of my social media pages, not just the uh, Facebook and the Twitter. So you'll find the Pinterest page. You'll find my LinkedIn site. And I was an early adopter of LinkedIn. So if you're looking for a job, it's a great place to find a job. So go to my LinkedIn page because I have oh, I have a huge network. And certainly like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. And I hope that you like the things that I post. I post a lot of really helpful, health, helpful and healthy things there. So just... Follow me and also come by, you know, book an appointment. As soon as you go onto the website, you can hit that button for to book an appointment. Even if you don't need a, an appointment, you can just come to see me and I'll make an awesome cup, cup of tea. All right. So have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, there's still a few minutes left. So if you'd like, you could still call in and ask me a question. The call in number is 973-267-WMTR. That's 973-267-9687. And, and also, if you missed this show or any previous show, you can go on 
on to the WMTR website and listen to the podcast. All of the shows are recorded. All right, and so you go to WMTRAM.com, and you can navigate to features, then sound advice. And as soon as you get to sound advice, you can find Eat Right with Laura, and you can listen to all of the podcasts. And if you don't get good reception at WMTR, the show is now live streamed at WMTRAM. Dot com. That's WMTRAM.com. When you get to that website, there's a little red button, and all you have to do is hit the red button, and you're live. And just remember that when you do call in, you are live, and all the listeners can hear what you have to say. So just be prepared and have a really good night. Thanks, MK, for being my back, but being the wingman tonight. Paleo, gluten-free, ketogenic, eating for your blood type, and the list goes on and on. There are millions of fad diets out there, but what really works? Did you ever consider consulting an actual doctor? That's why you need Dr. L. Dr. Laura Rocos at Eagle Rock Nutrition is a food scientist with over 30 years of experience helping people improve their health. Eagle Rock Nutrition is a healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. She will help you use diet and exercise to improve your overall health and fight disease. Conditions that may be addressed include diabetes, heart disease, obesity, autoimmune diseases, poor gut health, and fertility. Dr. L also has a very popular sports nutrition program. Get started today. Book an appointment at EagleRock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or call 908-764-9062. 908-764-9062. Let Dr. L develop a personalized health plan that's right for you. Eat right with Laura. Most services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private health insurance. The Entrepreneurial Think Tank for Women, or ETT Women, is a support network to help female entrepreneurs grow their business. Founders Vanessa Coppice and Lynette Barbieri share their vision of mentoring women to achieve their personal and business goals. Members attend live or virtual meetings, as well as their annual conference, The Power of Connections, scheduled for November 3rd to the 5th at the Holiday Inn in Clark, New Jersey. This year, in partnership with Theodora Sergio, president of Nicholas Pools and a recognized industry leader, we've created an incredible Incredible agenda and lineup of speakers, including Fox 5 News meteorologist Audrey Puente, ABC Sports anchor Laura Benke, editor-in-chief of Bella Media Group Courtney Hall, and Elizabeth McLaughlin from the Gaia Project for Women's Leadership. Our conference objective is to elevate participants' lives and businesses by empowering them with effective personal and professional development resources. You may register for the Power of Connections conference at our website, ettwomen.com. That's ettwomen.com. WMTR's cool. Club members get advance word on what's happening at the station, our contests, and get the chance to win special prizes. Now there's another reason to join WMTR's Cool Club. You can vote on our music. Every few weeks, we ask WMTR Cool Club members what they think about a bunch of classic oldies. If you'd like to vote on the songs we play at WMTR, hit the website WMTRAM.com and join the Cool Club today. Signing up is free and easy. That's WMTRAM.com. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Rocco's are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. The preceding sound advice program was paid for by Eagle Rock Nutrition. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the staff, management, and advertisers of WMTR. It is always advisable to consult a professional before making a major medical decision. Life is good. Sing along. More classic oldies back to back on New Jersey's one and oldies. AM 1250 WMTR.
myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she's standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Though they may be part 